Great news. The Goatheads are back 15 times. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You can also get a hold of us on our YouTube channel where you can check out our latest episode of Who Should Be the Next Sabre Raised to the Rafters. Our last episode, I should say. Bunch of comments on that. I'm going to read one in a second, but a lot to get to in today's show, including some theme nights that the Sabres announced for the 23-24 season. Also, with football coming, I just kind of want to explore the dynamic of sports talk and sports coverage in the coming months when the Bills are great and the Sabres might be good also. That is something I have really never encountered in my entire life. And also, I had Sal Capaccio at WGR this morning ask me a scale of 1 to 10 surprises question on a couple of different Sabre-related things, including a question revolving Victor Olofsson. I thought it was a really interesting way of doing it. So I want to get to that a little bit later on in today's show as well. But I mentioned our last episode was on the next Sabre raised to the rafters. If you missed the show, be sure to check it out. But uh, a quick summary, I think that you know, the likes of Rob Ray, Jason Pominville. These are guys that are a little bit on the list, but I think Lindy Ruff might be the next guy to get a banner. And if he is not, then I think we might be waiting until the, a Sabre on the current roster is uh, going to get a banner, which could be, what, 20 years from now, 20 plus years from now. So we might be going a really long time but between now and the next time the Sabres have a banner raised to the rafters. And those are fun nights. Those are celebra- celebration nights. Um I think, by the way, I didn't mention in that episode, and I should, that a very good way to offset, hey, we're not going to raise any banners, but we still want to do these cool nights, these celebrate celebratory nights, just get the Sabres Hall of Fame going again. I mean, come on. That's an easy one. Put Lindy Ruff in the Sabres Hall of Fame. Um, that would be a special night. You might have to wait till he's retired, but you know what I mean. Someone like that. Jason Pominville, Thomas Vanek in the Sabres Hall of Fame. Um That, to me, is what the Sabres should be focusing on in the coming years when they're looking at special nights. That will not happen, though, in the 2023-24 season because the Sabres announced all of their themed nights for the year. And there's no banner nights. There's no Hall of Fame nights that are announced. Um, But we do have uh, a couple of Goathead games. And when I say a couple, I mean a lot. 15 games the Sabres will wear the black and red goat head uniforms this season now I guess it was a confirmation that there would be black and red goat heads I was never thinking for a second that there wouldn't be though but here it is at least official the first game of the year the Sabres will wear black and red will be September 21st for black back in black and red night Saturday October 21st against the New York Islanders that is a seven o'clock puck drop at Keybank Center their first of 15 appearances they have not the Sabres have not yet revealed um all 15 in fact we only know that first one as of now I might want to guess there's a Halloween night that they wear that as well on uh, Halloween but we'll see but again 15 times, which by the way is three more than the Sabres wore the black and reds last year. It was 12 last year. This year it's 15. 
I think this is a pretty good balance. The Sabres have 41 home games. There's no reverse retro uniforms this year as the Adidas contract expired, and now the Sabres have Fanatics. But those black and red uniforms, last year it was 12, and then there were reverse retro games, and then there were some games with the blue and gold. They didn't wear a lot of game, that blue uh, home jersey a lot. This year, it'll be 26 games in the blue home jersey and 15 in the black and red. I think that's a great balance, you know, because you're getting that logo. You're getting the sharper version of it in the white anyway for the other 41 games. So, you know, you're wearing the you're wearing the prime uniform 65 out of 81 or out of 82 times um, or 66 times, I guess, 67, whatever the math is. But at home. 15 to 26. I think that's fair. I think it's just enough games. I wouldn't even argue you do more. I think it's perfect. I don't need the black and red being the primary jersey for the Sabres as much as I'd love it. I recognize that the Sabres should be blue and gold. But there's a generation of fans that grew up with black and red and the Goatheads as their that, that was the Sabres when they were growing up, like me. And to see it represented 15 times, I love. And I think it's the perfect number. And the Sabres hit it out of the park with that one. And they should be good. They should uh, score a lot of goals in it. Last year, listen to these stats. In the black and red, the Sabres went 10-1-1 in the black and red Goatheads with a plus 22 goal differential. In blue and gold, all forms, the reverse retro, the white aways, and the blue homes, the Sabres went 32-32-6 with a negative 26 goal differential. They were Vastly better in the homes. Anything to that? Probably not. Almost completely coincidental. Although I will say Rasmus Dahlin did confirm on uh, one post-game show after that Minnesota Wild thrilling game overtime that they feel evil playing the black, wearing the black and reds. Um, so there might be something to it, at least a little bit. That Wild win, by the way. Man, there were some great moments last year when the Sabres were wearing that goat head. And that black and red game where they played the wild with that up and down the ice over time. It was a high scoring game back and forth. Sabres, by the way, averaged five goals a game wearing black and red last year. Remember they had scored. I think they scored six in each of their first five wearing black and red, or maybe it was even their first six. They went six, 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 six. Like, of course they feel evil wearing it. They score six every game. Oh, it was just a dream. Um, they ended up averaging five goals a game wearing those uniforms. That wild win, I think was the most notable over time, Victor Olofsson rips a one-timer to the back of the net. The roar before the horn that you heard from the crowd on that highlight. Uh, a great game to be in the building for sure. But awesome to have black and red back. Um, some other theme nights, by the way. Um, you've got, I mentioned that hockey Halloween game. Sunday, October 29th against the Colorado Avalanche at 1 p.m. I've talked about this game before. The Bills play on the Thursday night before against Tampa Bay. So 1 o'clock on a Sunday, you should, should get a pretty good crowd. In fact, probably a sellout. Um, the Sabres are telling you to wear your best costume for that game. I hope they're wearing black and red for it. You gotta. And 1 o'clock on a Sunday, October 29th. Hey, though you're not tailgating the Bills game that night. Why not tailgate the Sabre game? You're used to doing it on Sunday morning anyway. Just change the location. I don't know how easily it would be to tailgate downtown. Probably not very easy. But, hey, maybe in that Sabre lot, you can uh, figure out a way to do it. I know I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm going to try. Um, I'm going to try to tailgate for that that hockey game. Um, what else? We've got the hockey fights cancer night Friday, November 10th against Minnesota. What a disgrace by the NHL to not wear uh, to not wear pregame warm up jerseys for theme nights this year. 
just a cowardly move by the NHL. It's something that I'm not surprised by whatsoever. They will hide at any given point for um, something that might even seem to be controversial. Here's Ignite. Hockey fights cancer tonight. They wear the jerseys during pregame, and then they auction them off, and they're just not going to wear them at all. So I guess they're still going to auction them off, but it's, to me, cowardly by the NHL. Native American Heritage Night, Tuesday, December 5th, against the Red Wings. Um, Winterfest. I don't really know what Winterfest is going to be, but that's four games. December 19th, 21st, 27th, and 30th against Columbus, Toronto, Boston, and then Columbus again. And the Sabres in the write-up rope. What's winter without Sabres hockey? Grab your gear and get ready to brave the elements for four straight games of fun and winter-themed activities. I think that probably might be tailgating of some sort, but I'm not sure. Kids take over Saturday, January 20th. Always a fun one, kids day. Sabretooth's birthday, Saturday, February 10th. Um, I've not seen that one before. And then Military Appreciation Night, Thursday, February 15th against Florida. Youth Hockey Day, Monday, February 19th against Anaheim. Choose Love Night, Sunday, February 25th against Carolina. Pride Night, Thursday, March 14th against the New York Islanders. Dingus Day Celebration, Tuesday, April 2nd against Washington. And then Fan Appreciation Night, Thursday, April 11th against the Washington Capitals. And, take credit to Sal on this one from GR, uh, Playoff playoff uh returns game that's not how we label i just butchered it but whatever day the playoffs might return let's get that on the schedule as well hopefully time out here when we come back sharing the spotlight with the bills and the buffalo sports media market might be the first time in my lifetime that i can remember both of these teams being great at the same time if the Sabres are ready to do that. Talk about that coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. And we are brought to you by Athletic Greens. Uh, Number one thing I start my morning with every morning to get all those vitamins and minerals. I drink it. Um, Since I've been drinking AG1, I've noticed an overall feeling of health. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. Science-proven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1 helps you build your health foundation first. If a comprehensive comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D. And for those on-the-go moments, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. AG1, check it out. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast. We're in the dog days of summer here. You know what, though? September 5th, I think there might be some teams that are reporting to training camp in 10 days. Um, don't quote me on that, though. I thought I heard that on a podcast, but I have not seen it yet. Yeah, like I looked. Here's the NHL being what it is. I just looked up training camp start dates, and the first thing that I could find from NHL.com is a schedule from 2013 uh, on when that's going to happen. Anyways, um, I would expect that camp will open a couple of days before preseason. So a few weeks, not long though, because September 24th, uh, 19 days away is the Sabres preseason opener against the Washington Capitals. If the Sabres are great, and there is a real chance that they will be, and if even if they're not great, they're expected to be really good, I think. It'll be an interesting dynamic you know, and how, like, I'm part of this, right, at WGR, not necessarily in this podcast because we're Sabres-specific, how much attention that fans give and media give 
to the Sabres as compared to the Bills when the Bills are in a Super Bowl window? What will it be like if the Sabres are great also? You know, thinking about this in the past couple of years, the Bills have been great and the Sabres have been terrible, right? Like a couple of moments, they had that November where they won 10 games in a row and they kind of stole the spotlight a little bit. Um, But in large part, the Bills have dominated the local media landscape in Buffalo when they've been great. And that is a lot to do with also the fact that they're an NFL team and the NFL just rates more. But here, it's far different than anywhere else. Like, I know for a fact that WGR is the only radio station in the United States that talks consistently about hockey. Uh, in, in terms of percentage of content spent on hockey, like, I don't know. If, I think the number is no one else in the country is over 5%, and the Sabres are in, like, for Buffalo, like the high 20s, low 30 percentile, something like that. Um, might even be a little higher than that. And so it's a little different. If the Sabres are great and the Bills are great, I, I do think there's going to be a split. You know, I'm not sure that'll always be the case. But la- the past couple of years, like, the Sabres have just taken a backseat. They don't even really exist until the start of the year um, when it comes to the local media. But that's because the Bills have been dominant, again, and that's what people want to listen to. I think it's going to be weekdays the Sabres are going to really input themselves. Um, Weekends, I'm not so sure. Like going into a weekend, a Friday, uh, even a Thursday night. um, I think if you're listening to something or you're watching the news, you're reading in the newspaper, I think you're going to get primarily Bills coverage. But that middle of the week sweet spot between games, I really think the Sabres can kind of shove their way in and get some attention that they haven't been getting really in that area of the calendar for 10 years, at least. I think that's on the way. Um, They've got to get off to a hot start, I think, and able to do that to really capture people's attention. But I think because they're new and they're fresh, that helps also. That, hey, they haven't been good in so long. Like, man, I forgot what this feels like. The Bills, we know what it feels like. We've been doing it. We've been doing it year after year for the past couple of years. So I think the Sabres are about to take a share of this. You know, and that means the building being fuller too. Like, I, you know, like I think they did a good job with the schedule where they're not really ever competing with the Bills. There's like one crossover game and the Bills are on the road and the Sabres are on the road. Um, they'll typically try to avoid that anyway. But I just know from my standpoint, like I'm excited to talk more hockey in the fall than I really ever have on the air since I've been someone that's been on the air. Sabres have been good while I've been on the air. So because typically for me, it would be we wait until winter. We'll, we'll mix them in here and there, but we won't really have full shows, half shows dedicated to something Sabres related. And now I think that's that's coming. I think that really is coming. They got to be good. If they're bad, you know, it might actually, there might be some attention paid to them, even if they're not good because of the expectations actually being there this season. But I do think it's an interesting split that's on the way when looking at it, you know, for a peek behind the curtain for my job and for, you know, TV guys, jobs and newspaper and journalism uh, and how you're going to cover both teams at the same time, how much attention is spent to both teams, how much do, do they still figure out, uh, you know, how much, how many minutes on the news is spent to each team, how many inches is spent in the newspaper to each team. Um, I think the Sabres are going to wiggle their way in this year. And that's not even saying much if they're going to be good, but uh, I do think it's, it says something about the market that that can even be the case. Cause in other markets, NHL teams aren't even capable of doing that. Just not at all. Time out here when we come back. I got three questions asked today on the air at WGR about the Sabres from Sal. Scale of 1 to 10, how surprised am I by blank? Olsen is one of the questions. I want to get to that and a couple of other things when we come back 
here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by Bird Dogs. I love Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs, man, the, the golf joggers, I'm telling you, you will never go back to you know, casual slacks or whatnot when you're going out because bird dogs are so comfortable. They're light. You know, you can, in those summer months, it's hot right now, right? But it's a little cooler at night. You can wear them if like, okay, I'm going out and we're going to be out at night, but you know, the sun's still up. It's like six, seven o'clock. That's still warm. You can wear them because they're so breathable. They're so cool that you're not going to be sweating for a couple of hours. And then by the time it warm, it gets chilly at night, you're going to be glad that you're wearing them. You can wear them in a multitude of different situations, not just for golf, even though, uh, again, I'm calling them golf joggers here. Bird dogs also stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, tr- giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made out of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs use anti stink and sweat fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long bird dogs are functional for any occasion as i just said go to birddogs.com slash locked on nhl or enter the promo code locked on nhl at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nhl for a free water bottle at checkout you don't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you Final segment here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Okay, three questions I got from Sal Capaccio today on the station about the Sabres. Scale of 1 to 10, how surprised are you by blank? The first question was, how surprised are you Owen Power has not signed a contract yet? My answer, 1 out of 10. I've been on the record multiple times on this. I do not think Owen Power is going to sign an extension before the start of the season. Two, how surprised are you the Rasmus Dahlin has not signed a contract yet? I said, 7. I'm now worried. And I will not get worried until at least the midpoint of the season. And even by then, the Sabres season will have to be go off the rails. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't imagine a scenario where I'll be worried about Dalene and his contract. Three, how surprised are you that Victor Olofsson is still on the Sabres? And for that, that was a tough one. I said a five because... If you would ask me before Jack Quinn got injured, sorry to remind everybody Jack Quinn got injured, but before Quinn's injury, I might have told you a nine. Like, I thought for sure that was going to happen. Writing was on the wall. The GM sounded like that. The player sounded like that. That, okay, mutual parting of ways here. We'll get you off the roster. We'll get you to an opportunity to go get a bigger contract somewhere else um, and, you know, play big minutes somewhere else. We don't really need you as much because we have all this scoring already. Then Jack Quinn got hurt. And I do think it changed a little bit because you could still trade Olsen as a rental midway through the year if you want. And Quinn being out till December and maybe even January, like you don't know an Achilles injury like that can be detrimental to his recovery or how, for how long to his play, even when he comes back, like you don't know how long it's going to take him to get back to form, even just get back on the ice. So Olsen could be a little bit of a security blanket. I mean, he did score 28 goals last year. I'm not a big fan of his game. I don't think he really fits for what the Sabres need long-term, but does he fit what they need short-term? And for that, I think the answer could be yes. You know, being a partner for Casey Middlestat on that third line, like those two do work pretty well together. Middlestat is a playmaker. Olsen is a shooter. So He's good on the power play. He can rip it into the back of the net. I think there's an argument to both sides, whether you trade him or whether you want to keep him until Jack Quinn gets injured and you know that Jack Quinn is back to form. That might be where I lean. 
at this moment in time, I might say, hey, you really don't need to trade him. Unless he just really wants out, you don't need to trade him. Play him for a couple months. He'll score 15 goals for you in four months, three months. And then if you want to trade him after that, okay, go ahead and trade him after that. Because I don't think you're getting so much value for Olsen anyway that it's this giant depreciating asset as time goes on. I think you'd be treated as a rental today, and I think you'd be treated as a rental in January. So I'm a five. I still think they could do it because he doesn't fit their plans long-term. His age, he's in a contract year. He's 28 years old, if you're wondering. Um, But I am a little surprised they didn't make the move, but not that surprised because I do think, again, there's an argument to be made. He should still be on the roster and should be on the team going into uh, opening night lineup. That's it for me today here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to today's show. Getting closer to the season. We'll start previewing training camp, uh, rookie camp as well. Got some Devin Levi stuff to talk about. Uh, betting, too. I can't wait to have our betting extravaganza, which we do every year before the season. More and more lines and the Sabres are coming out, and we have just about enough to do a full episode with. So looking forward to that as well. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Sabres podcast, making us your first listen every day. We'll talk to you next time.